message is part of the media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for how awesome you are. Lord, we thank you for the wonderful weather that you blessed us with outside. Lord, we thank you for everyone that's sitting here today. It's not by chance, it's not by accident that we are all here today. Lord, it's ordained by you. Lord, and we just uh, we pray that the time we get to spend together, Lord, with all these babies and all these young people, Lord, that look, that noise there, that is blessings, that is music to your ears, Lord, and only you can produce that, Lord. So as we come here today to talk about First Corinthians, Lord, and love, Lord, we got a lot to learn about love. Even though adults, I'm be speaking to the kids today. Well, it's just, Lord, you are so loving, Lord. We are so undeserving of your love, and Lord, as we come here right now, Lord, we do lift up the Ruiz family. Lord, we lift them up. Lord, we just ask you to put a hedge of protection around them. Lord, touch Mr. Darrell, touch Miss Kimberly, touch the boys, Miss Cindy with, that's with them right now as well. Lord, we don't know what's happening. Lord, we just know that, uh, Lord, you're the great healer, you're the great physician. And Lord, you're the beginning and the end. Lord, you're the Alpha, the Omega. Lord, we just thank you for how awesome you are. Lord, we thank you for Cornerstone. Lord, we thank you for our ability to get out there and love on the community. Lord, I pray that everyone in here would pray daily for VBS, even though it's months away. Lord, we've got to have that prayer daily for the lives that are come. And maybe even the lives that will be saved. If not today, if not during VBS, Lord, that that seed would be planted in. Or maybe we're the one that's, that's, that's cultivating it. Lord, or we're the one there to harvest it. Lord, we don't know. Lord, you have it all worked out. Lord, so just let us have a great time together. Lord, fill this room with your Holy Spirit. Lord, and just please let everything that comes out of my mouth be of you and not of Jeff. Lord, and let, let, let this message be a fragrant offering to you. Lord, we love you and we praise you. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. All right, so we got, as we talked about there, love. Love is patient or love is kind. Okay? So in 1 Corinthians 13, 4... The team was, was very nice to get some stuff up. For, for it says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. So once again, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. How many of us can say our, that about our lives? Are we patient? You know, we're going to talk, uh, talk about Mark 5. If you want to look in your Bible, Mark 5. 21 through 43. Um, Mark 5, 21 through 43. We're going to talk about, you know, um, Jesus and, and, and where He's kind and patient with the people. But let, let's think about this. Our lives are so busy. We get so worked up. And, and I know because I, I do a lot of grocery shopping. I don't know. I think like Cornerstone, like our second meeting place is at Publix. I seriously do. Because if I don't come home for like an hour and a half... Sherry knows I ran into somebody at Publix. You know, I think that's like our second meeting place is Publix. But we all know they have that one line that is 10 items or under. Right? And all of us have been in it with more than 10 items. We all have. But once again, if you get in it and you did obey the instructions and you only had five items, and the person in front of you had 15 items and a coupon, you're not very happy. Are you? You're not, you're not kind and patient with them. You start stomping your foot. You know, by that time, the person in the other line has six kids in one buggy, and they're screaming. And all you want to do is really say over the magazines, 
hey, why don't you control that child? But we're loving and kind. Or at least we think we are. You know, so we've all been in those situations. You know, I, I'm the best driver out there. I am the best driver. I, I, I thought I should have been born in North Carolina so I could have been on the NASCAR circuit. I do, but I'm still the best driver. All you got to do is ask my lovely bride. She would never tell a lie. Or her family. Because nobody likes to ride with me. I can't figure it out. But I thought I was the best driver. But we all don't want to see the imperfections that we all have. But once again, the Word says that love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. And, and for me, I mean, some of y'all, you know, if you watch basketball, there's a certain team right now that's doing well in the tournament. They're doing real well. They're, they're the number one seed. They've been winning. They've won 30 straight. But I'm not boasting, okay? I'm just telling what the, the news I read this morning. I'm, I'm just kidding. But if we look in, <laughs> if we look in Mark, Mark 5, 21 through 43, um, I'll go through it kind of fast because we do have some chi- some, some children. Um, this is this is where Jesus raises a dead girl and heals a sick woman. In 21, when Jesus had again crossed over by the boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, "My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that." She can be healed. So Jesus went with them. A large crowd followed and, and pressed around him. And all of us love crowds. You know it. We all go to, if, you have the, if you're blessed and the opportunity to go to Disney World or even Six Flags, all of us love crowds. I know we do. You know, you like people bumping up on you. You like the, the you know, Florida, it's 100 degrees and there's 4,000 people jammed into one area waiting to get on a ride. Everybody smells pleasant. It's just part of the culture in Florida. Everybody smells pleasant and they're waiting for one ride. All right, so back to the large crowd followed and pressed around them. Um, and a woman was there who had been a subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. She was so desperate. The crowd was so big that she rushed up and all she wanted to do was touch his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touched his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding, take that word, immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized the power had gone from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. Come on, everybody touched your clothes. And yet, you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, and told the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told them, Don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone from follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion 
with people crying and wailing loudly. He went to them and said to them, Why is all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead but asleep. And they just laughed at him. How many times do we laugh at our Savior? And he loves us so much. We are so undeserving. We fail every day. And he should have every right to laugh at us. Story goes, after he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him. He went in there where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, Taliath kum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this they were very completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this. And he told them to give her something to eat. So once again, we go back to this, this right here. God's love is kind and patient. Once again, the crowds were just pressing on him. Everybody wanted something from him. He took time out of his day. A man came and said, hey, my daughter's dying. Will you come with me? How many of us, somebody stops us and says, hey, can you, can you pray for me? What, what's, our, what's our number one answer? Hey, I'll pray for you and just walk on. Instead of what? Taking the time and stopping and praying with them. Because once again, we don't have the patience. But once again, God's love is kind and patient. The lady touched his cloak and she was healed. And, and, and he stopped and, and asked, hey, who touched me? He wanted to know. Not just a fast-paced, rat-raced life we live in. And all, all, all our kids in here, we see it right now. And I'm sure, in the back of somebody's mind, I know nobody's going to raise their hand, but I'm sure somebody's thinking, man, someone's child is running wild. I'm sure. But you know what? As a church family, we're here to love on each other. We're here to love on each other. And we have to be kind and patient with each other. The other one we're going to talk about today, God's love is forgiving. In uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 5 and 6, it says, It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. So 5 says again, It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. And we're talking about love again. Love does not dishonor others. Love is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. And six, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. So when we look for love is forgiving, when we talk about love is forgiving, this is a tough one for all of us. This is a very tough one for all of us. Because the Lord has produced that mind that is so awesome, so way out that we can't even understand it. But God is forgiving. And what we're going to look at today is the story of uh, Zacchaeus. So if you open your Bibles to Luke 19, 1 through 10. But God's love is forgiving. So think about this. As, we, as We're going to talk about the story of Zacchaeus. And he was a tax collector. And he kept double books. Okay, So he kept one books that he gave the money to the king. And then he had his own set of books that was for himself. Because he, he was a tax collector and nobody liked him. Go figure that. You know, hey, I'm taking something, you don't like me. And they, but they also knew that he was crooked. And he, he was not doing the right thing. And he was keeping it 
He was having his own. And, and when we think about books, do any of us keep a book of wrongs? Whether it's your family, whether it's Johnny down the street, whether it's Susie at work. We might not have that physical book that we write down, you know, Johnny stole my bicycle. We might not have that physical book we write it down. Where do we etch it? We etch it in our brain, don't we? And then once again, it's hard. I'll give a quick story. At our food truck, a plug for iServe Ministries, at, at our food truck um, over at Prendergrass last Tuesday, um, a, a young lady came up to me um, and she said, Hey, you guys have been awesome to us. You've helped us out the past two months with food, but I, I got something bigger. I said, okay, what's going on? She says, I, I see you walking the line. I see people walking the line, praying with people. I need you all to pray for me. I said, shoot. And she says, you know, hey, my husband left me for 17 years. I have a 15-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old. So by the time I called a, a, a pastor over that sponsored the truck, I said, hey, Brad, come over here with me. Um, this lady says, hey, look, I, I, I'm new to the belief. Um, I'm going to a, a little church over here, and, and I know the Lord... I feel he's telling me to forgive. God's love is forgiving. This lady humbled herself to come to, to a gentleman she doesn't know other than that we hand out food and we love on people. She came and said, I don't understand it. My mind's telling me not to forgive this guy that has wrecked my home. But I'm telling me, the Lord is telling me, something's telling me I have to let it go. That's a tough thing because, once again, our mind is so wonderfully made, we remember everything or what you want to remember. Select memory. But how, how humbling, how, how a dropping of the pride is that for somebody to come and say, hey, pray for me because I know I'm supposed to forgive, but I don't want to because the scars in here and the scars in here are way too hard for me to give him a pass. All of us have played um, Monopoly, right? What card do we want to get? The get-out-of-jail-free card. Why? Because it's supposed to let us go. But God's love, this little token, God's love is so awesome that He's so forgiving. Every day, every minute, I need it. I mess up every day. Every day I get down and say, Lord, I'm a knucklehead. Please forgive me. But we have to look at this. So if we look at at Luke 19, 1 through 9. Um, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector in the region. He had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed in a sycamore tree beside the road. For Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up and he says, this is, he, he called Zacchaeus, ah, looked up at Zacchaeus and he called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your house. I know all of you right now, you're freaking out. If God said, coming to your place of employment, Rusty, I'm coming to your house tonight. He's calling Debbie and saying, hey, Jesus is coming. Straighten up. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, Zacchaeus quickly climbed down the tree and took Jesus to his house with great excitement and joy. 
The people were displeased. He has gone to be with the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood there, stood before the Lord and said, I give half of my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I've cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. So once again, God's love is forgiving. If God can forgive us every day, every day, every second, why can't we? I'm sure all of us have a relative out there that has just irked us. Or a friend. I'm sure. We need, we need to really meditate on this one as we go this week. Um, the last one, as I, as I hurry up, God's love never, or God's love is forever. God's love is forever. Forever is a long time. For some of us, it's been longer than others. It's just the way it is. Um, but when we think about it, you know, especially with the day of Facebook now, everybody, I'm sure when, you know, Rory likes to get out my yearbook and look, and it'll say K-I-T, keep in touch. Who really? If you take a poll, I'm sure this many, I don't even keep in touch with this many. From high school. Granted, it's been a little while since I've been in high school, but I can't even say I, I don't believe that I, I regularly talk to this many people. And, and, and in my class, there was like 1,200, I don't know, 1,200 seniors probably. And, and I, I don't even keep in touch with this many. So when we say forever, you know, I mean, look at marriage today. When you stand in front, you say, hey, I'll take you forever. Obviously... <laughs> we got a different example of forever in the United States because it is rampant. Divorce is rampant. Okay? Or, I mean, most of us have kids in here, and, and, and some are older than some are others. They say, man, you're my BFF forever. Tomorrow, she made me mad. Forever was one day on that one. You know? But so think about it. His love is forever. And especially with the Easter season coming up, this is something that's real. Okay? This is something that's real. Because what he came, he came on the earth, lived a sinless life, died a horrific death, rose three days later to live forever. That's what makes us Christians, Christ followers, born again. That's what makes us different. Because as the movie that's out there right now, if you haven't seen it, go see it. God's not dead. Because why? He's forever. Forever. That's a long time. I mean, for me, I wish the Florida Gators were number one forever. I just do. Because I'm greedy like that. That's just, I am. But when, when you look at forever, I think, I think we, because our society is so fast, and I know we have some, some as, as I said a couple weeks ago, how we need our, our elders and our older uh, age people to, to love on our younger age. I know forever takes a different message what generation you're from. Because, I mean, just look. I mean, you know, the dot-com world or whatever. I mean, it just comes and it goes. You know, we got a microwave 
The convection oven. Well, a regular oven wasn't good enough, so we make a convection oven. I'll broil your beef in two minutes because i got to have it that fast. But this is what God is. He is forever. And as we have these little babies running all around here, our number one goal, our number one goal, your number one goal as parents should get your children... Hopefully, you preach these at home every night because your number one goal, your number one job as a parent is to make sure to give them every opportunity to spend an eternity in heaven. That's what it's about. Because we can be their best friend. You know what? That ain't going to keep them out of hell. It's not. Our God is... Giving. Our God is kind. Our God is forgiving. Our God is forever. Our God is caring. Because that's what He is. He doesn't play any games. He was the same then, today, and forever. Forever. That word forever. He's not changed. We've tried to change Him. We have all these babies in here. I see little babies sleeping, little babies running around coloring. Man, that is heaven sent. If one of them would have cried all this service, I would have said amen. Because who can make a baby? Only Jesus. Only God. And that's how awesome this is. So as we go out this week, please, 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 one, pray for VBS. This is something new we're doing as a church. Something that we got to get behind. The community out there is dying. They're dying. They're looking for something. Everybody wants to be a part of something. And in our Bible here, it's this. It's a treasure map. It's a road map. It's the GPS. It's whatever you want to call it to where you need to be. Um, and with that said, as I talked about ISERV uh, for a few minutes, you know, once again, if you're looking for an area to, 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 to serve, we, our next one is, is, is April 12th up in Commerce. Um, you know, some, some individuals from our church, they support us greatly and come out there and love on the people. But the sad thing is, this one's in an open parking lot, and, and we give out food at 7 o'clock. This is how crazy our world is looking for somebody that's caring, looking for somebody that's forgiving, forever, giving, kind. This is how crazy our community is for this. We start giving out food at 7 o'clock. 30,000 pounds of food, a tractor trailer load of food, we start at 7 o'clock. You know what time those people get in line in an empty shopping center, 18 degrees outside? You know what time those people get in line to get this food? Anybody take a guess? Five o'clock, way wrong. What, say again? 1 a.m. in the morning. 1 a.m. They will get out of their bed, drive to this parking lot, sit in their car, or some of them are so nervous, they stand outside of their car, in line, where it is, because they don't want to be third, fourth, fifth, sixtieth. They want to be number one. Because they are afraid that the kind people of I serve, who do it because Jesus told us to do it, won't have enough. That's, that's sad. That's crazy. But how do us as, as, as people, how do us as individuals, Christ followers, how do we live these out? Because, bless you, because the Bible tells us, bless you, Vic, you all right? But the Bible tells us to live these out. 
Live these out. And if you're not, shame on you. If you're not being that example for all these little ones in here, shame on you. Because they are the next. How do they learn? By seeing. Some of my verses this week have been pretty tough on me. You know, it says, hey, your mouth might say this, but what do your actions say? You know, or this morning, Proverbs, I mean, Psalms 89, hey, what are you singing? What praise are you singing to the Lord today? Because we're all blessed. And, and I know this is impromptu and we got, we got to go, but hey, would anyone be willing to come up here and share their testimony in four minutes? Would anybody, I know it's all, I, I'm just crazy like that. It, would anybody be willing to come up here and share their testimony in four minutes? I think a church needs to hear everybody. I do. That's just me because I'm nosy. I like to talk. But who, if you don't want to, I'll just close this out and we'll get ready to, to go. But is there anybody willing to come up here and share your testimony in roughly four minutes so we don't go over time so the kids can get out of here? Because they're doing awesome. I mean, parents, you guys are phenomenal today. You are superstars. But would anyone be willing to take up my challenge of, hey, share, sharing your testimony in four to five minutes to your brothers and sisters in Christ? Come on, Vic. Hurry up. Is that mic on? I know you can talk loud. You don't want it? And for y'all, this is Vic. Hi. <laughs> My testimony is that, um, you know, for, for most of our married life, Dee and I, we tried to change each other to make each other perfect. And one day, uh, Dee... Unfortunately, it was D, but she heard from the Lord and said, no, don't, don't pray to change your husband, change you. And the change in her life helped me to see Christ in her, and that changed my life. And more than anything, in the, more than anything it's when you seek after the Lord, people around you will want that, and they'll change their life. So that's my testimony. He said I had to come up here and say that. (laughs) Give me that. Get out of here. But I'm sure, I'm sure out of all the marriages that are in here or all the marriages we know, we know another situation like that. And that's what's so awesome about your testimony. Because it's your story. But guess what? If you share it, it might help somebody else. Because I'm sure someone else is in here beating their husband or beating their wife, not physically, (laughs) over the head saying, hey, change, 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 change. Because I know my lovely bride looks at me sometimes and goes, you're the biggest knucklehead ever. (laughs) Because that's just what I am. But that story and our testimonies, and, and I think that's something important for a church body, is to understand where everyone else is coming from. Because none of us look alike. Some of us act alike, but none of us look alike. We didn't come from the same background. We're from all over the country, all over the world. That's how awesome our God is. None of us are here by chance. And we're not living life. Cornerstone is not doing life by chance together. As we have many people out there enjoying spring break and some other things, I would, I, I'll be honest, I was truly humbled. There's so many people here today. 
because the spring break is out there. But once again, we're all here for a reason. And I pray this message that, hey, our God is patient, our God is forgiving, our God is forever, syncs with you today, syncs with your children. Pray for VBS. Pray for Pastor D. Pray for Kimberly. One, that a hedge of protection around them because, once again, even Ricky's voice and, and, and the leadership of Cornerstone, that, hey, I firmly believe that it's about to erupt. And, and that's just the principalities trying to slow it down. And we know prayer works. We know it works. So once again, my challenge to y'all is Titus 2 again. Okay? Once again, men, if you don't have an accountability partner, you better find one. Men, tonight, 5 o'clock, Pastor Daryl's house, sacrifice an hour. Come fellowship. Talk about your wins. Talk about your mulligans for the month. Just love on each other because we got to have somebody. Women, there's a Bible study here on Wednesday nights. I know you can get out of the house every, is it every other? Every other Wednesday night for an hour and a half. I'm sure you can. I'm sure. Husbands, they can feed themselves if they have to. I promise you they can. I promise. Come here. Love on some other young ladies. Home groups, if you're not part of one, shame on you. Get a part of one. Okay? If you've got questions about it, come see me. We have to love on each other. We have to do life together. Otherwise, we crumble. We rot. We don't see what's happening. So as we close in prayer, Ricky's going to come up and they're going to do one last song. Um, but as we go out, please, 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 really think about I mean, of course, these are little tokens. But God's love is giving. God's love is caring. God's love is forgiving. God's love is forever. And God's love is kind. That is so simple. But we make it so hard. We make it so hard. Parents, and once again, you guys are rock stars today. These kids are super. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so as y'all go out this week, hey, if it's your spring break, enjoy, on each, love on each other. If you go out to lunch today, this is what I challenge you to do. Ask your server if you go to a sit-down or if you go to a stand-up. Say, hey, is there anything I could pray for you about today? You'll probably freak them out, but it's okay because that's what we're here to do. We're here to be not of the world, but in the world. Okay? So we have, to, we have to permeate out there. Our Deadly Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, we just thank you for how awesome you are. Lord, we thank you for all these young people that are in here. Lord, they have been so excellent today. Lord, I just pray that you would bless them with an awesome nap time later so their parents can enjoy the afternoon as well. Lord, uh, Lord, 1 Corinthians 13, all about love. Lord, you are all about love. Your commandment is love. And it says love your neighbor as yourself. Lord, I'm so humbled, so unworthy to be up here bringing a message. I thank you for saving me from the disaster I was in. Lord, cornerstone, the foundation. Lord, cornerstone the church. Lord, we are so thankful and grateful for how you bless us. Lord, we ask you to take care of our pastor and his family. Lord, keep the arrows of uh, the principalities off of them. Lord, just put that hedge of protection... Hold Kimberly in your hands right now, Lord. Just comfort her. Lord, we, we, we thank you for how awesome you are. We thank you for this message. We thank you that we, we just pray that we'd go out and live it in our, in our work week this week. Lord, be with the, the, the singers as they sing. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you. We thank you for loving us. And we just say this in your precious son's holy, precious name. Amen. 
Thank you for listening today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online at www.corner-stone.org or find us on Facebook.